0: the Hall of Fame Bears defensive tackle who specialized in making opposing quarterbacks see long white tunnels of light with ghostly lost relatives saying, Go back! It was just a sack. Ned O. P. Obradovich, the Bears legend who is picking off passes and grinding offensive linemen into powder while you are still wearing tough skins and drinking tang. Man, 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 man. Oz Kozlowski, the one-time Bears receiver who could catch a pass and a dive, then celebrate four rows up in the stands with the pretzel vendor. Mark Harmon, a confident, independent young man with skills in communication and teamwork. He's what? He's getting married. Oh, forget that. This is the Chevy Hampton OB Show with COS. Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. On the station with the best Bears coverage,
2: 720
3: WGN
2: Radio. All right, bye week has come and gone. 11 games to go. The Bears are 3-2. and two. And we've got the Saints in town today. Hampo, B, and Coz presented and sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Special pregame show for you today with you until 3 o'clock. OB, you have 7,000 newspapers in front of you, and you've been reading them and basically yelling at me. I thought it was time. a
4: homeless guy building
2: a spot on uh,
4: Lower Wacker, all I, these newspapers blowing around just, just for the- <laughs> Two weeks! Two weeks of material,
1: folks! We cannot wait I talk so- to get you up to speed here. <laughs> I talk so much already, I'm worn out. I we the, haven't even started the show. For the record, I've been prepping
2: uh, at home this morning and getting everything ready for myself and getting organized. I walk in, it's 12.52, OB is sitting there on the couch and just starts basically accosting me. Do you know the stats on Mitchell Trubisky? <laughs> Have you seen what Matt Nagy said? What do you got, OB? Go ahead. Well, here, just... just... <laughs> Oh,
1: Jesus. Well, hey, let me just
4: kind of bring I mean. it, bring us back to uh, uh, home plate here. You know, folks. Here's, I guess, the essence of what today means. We all know it's it's a big game, and a lot of people have been uh, kind of asking me, well, "What do you think? What do you think?" And essentially, this is this is a must win, and we say that off and on all the time. But this game reminds me an awful lot of the 1988 season when we beat the 49ers on a Monday night here in Chicago. Now, this game is huge for the Bears. And, yeah, it's big for the Saints for a lot of reasons. Number one, before we even came in here, I was talking with a lot of people from New Orleans, and they feel like they were cheated the last couple of years in the playoffs, and they should have been in at least one, if not two, Super Bowls. But all that being said, this game can and might and probably will be a big factor in where home field advantage is going to fall during the playoffs. So, you know, we were three and one when we got on the plane to go to London some thirteen days ago, and it didn't work out. You know, the the team that we were mocking, the head coach and the way they played the game, meaning the Oakland Raiders, came out and slapped us around. They beat us at the line of scrimmage. That's on the defensive line and the offensive line. Today, we'll talk about how they have to not only you know, eradicate that, but improve on it. But at the end of the day, OB, this is a game that we're playing against the New Orleans Saints, Without their best two players on offense, and if this defense is supposed to be the all-knowing, all-being, all-consummate greatest defense of the last decade or whatever here in Chicago, they better get after it, and they better not go out and think the Saints are going to hand it to them. Because I, I beg to differ. Everybody is is kind of ready to play against the Bears'
1: defense. Well, I'll tell you what. <clears throat> Again, it's where you've got the perfect setting. You couldn't, you can't make this stuff up. We're at home. Fans is the best of the best. You got everything. They got their top offensive players out. We're, what are we best at? We're best at defense. Right at home. Everything pointing in the right direction. You got the great Mitch Trubisky coming back. I believe he's going to start today. Is Do we know that yet?
2: Not, uh, not official official, but that would be a stunner if he wasn't. Okay. We're going
1: to have Trubisky back. Right. Go ahead. Right Here's one of the things uh, that seems to bother me a little bit. And this is Nagy. Coach Nagy about Mitch Trubisky, okay, going into this game. This is what he said this week. This is about our team. This is Nagy talking about the Bears, about our team, and what we can do right now to become a true championship contender. And part of what we need to do is show Mitch some of the plays Chase Daniel throws I mean, some of the plays Chase Daniel made the last two games. The conviction throws, the shot plays, that touchdown or check down mentality with the gusto to give our our playmakers a chance to make plays. Now I'm going to tell you what, folks. I you can't what I just read to you. You can't make up. This is Nagy. Kent Whaley gets Mitch Trubisky in the room this week to show him the film of Chase Daniel, our backup quarterback, who's played 11 years in the league and has started five games, but he wants to show Mitch how the hell to get the ball from the center, drop back, utilize the pocket, and make things happen. (laughs) you got to be kidding me. I'm going to read this again later. This is stunning to me. It
4: is. And, and folks, what we're we're trying to uh, emphasize here is what the hell have the coach has been doing? The kid's been here three years, and now all of a sudden the backup quarterback actually has a, a, a modicum of success throwing the ball down the field a number of times, maybe a half a dozen times, and yet that's what Matt Nagy is trying to convince us that Trubisky needs to understand. What what are they watching this film through a peephole in the in a closet? Hey, Come on, every week he's gay. He's supposed to be watching this film from daylight till dusk, and and now all of a sudden the backup goes out and completes a couple of passes, and that's the secret quotient. That's the formula. And now all of a sudden Mitch is going to see it and emulate it. I this, got- you can't, as you
1: said, you can't make this up. I gotta say it again, folks. I can, when I first read this, I tell you, you, talk about almost falling out of a chair. <laughs> and again, this is Matt Nagy talking about Mitch Trubisky. And and score goes, and part of what we need to show Mitch some of the plays Chase Daniel made the last two games, conviction throws, shot plays that touchdown to check down mentality with the gusto to give our players a chance to make plays. What? So ever since he's been here for three years, he's been making plays that that are not to work? Is that what the hell you've been coaching him? Is that what he's been doing? And you make a statement like this, you can't wait to get him in to show him Chase Daniel how to work in a pocket and get the players the gusto going so you can win a game? That's beyond embarrassing. That is beyond embarrassing. Yes, it is. The... the, the, the the are, stupidity. Well, and it, this guy's the head coach. Dan, wait a
4: minute. He's the he's the reigning NFL coach of the year, and he says something like that. Okay, that's that's a microcosm of a lot of the issues and problems. More that, to come. Yes, that have you know rendered the the great Bears to a three and two record. Now, a lot of this will go away when we were three and one, getting on that plane. We were. Felt pretty good. Okay, we looked, We dropped the opener. We didn't play well against the Redskins or the Broncos or, or really Minnesota on offense. But we won, so we're three and one now. We're three and two, and the sky's falling. But you really want to know how bad the sky can fall? Go out there and stumble around today and lose this game, or there will be blank to pay now. I've kind of rendered it to a couple of simple little rhymes for you, Mark Carmen, and you and your limited football knowledge. Okay? Whoa, whoa
2: hamp. Okay. Whoa hamp.
4: Okay. okay. Blocking and locking. That's what we got to think about on offense. Blocking and locking. Okay. 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 The blocking is self-explanatory. The offensive line, Charles Leno, now we got Rashad Coward going at guard because Cal Long just he can't play anymore. He's on IR. We'll talk about that maybe in the second hour, but blocking has to improve in all facets. Whoever is asked to be a tight end, first and foremost, a tight end has to block somebody. Yeah, it would be great if they'd get open and catch the ball once in a while, but we have to be able to block. The Saints' uh, interior defensive line is among the best in football, and we will need double teams with a tight end. We'll need different things to 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 happen, but main thing is, Come on, let's knock people around. Let's get people and move them off the line of scrimmage. We haven't done it all year. We are expected to do that on every play. In the lock-in, that is your friend, Mitchell Drabisky. He cannot lock in on one receiver and wait for that receiver to open. He's got to be immediate with his progressions, and if he does...
2: He may be able to be very successful. 312 If you do want to jump in on our pregame show, you're welcome to do it. Hamp, it'll be with Kaz, sponsored by Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy Dealers. ChevyDriveChicago.com. I want to talk on what you were just touching on right there, Ham coming on back with the offensive line. Locking, locking and locking. Rashad Coward in specific. A 24- 24. Yes, D-
1: didn't he run you down? Dan, run you down? No, I, a little no bit. I don't.
2: I don't feel run down. I feel supported. Hamp just Hamp is just lifting me up like he's lifting everybody up. I'm OB. trying to
4: reduce it down to a simple common denominator. I, Two things: we got to block, and we can't block. Make... Listen, I, 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 <laughs> I, I,
2: wait, assume, wait. I assume. I assume uh, he went after you, Mark. You'll take it from him. I, I <laughs> don't ass- jump on his damn head. I assume goodwill, Ob, with Hamp, with you. <laughs> That's how I live my life. We're all this together. That's mistake one. What? You assume nothing, young man. <laughs> well, hey. I, until proven otherwise, I'm just, you know, we're all on the same team. That's thats what we do here. No, at, we're not. At, at, <laughs> if you don't raise the bar, nobody's going to try to give you
4: anything extra. you got to demand it. Back
0: to the Chevy Hampton OV Show with cars. Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Right now on WGN Radio.
2: Bears and the Saints kicking off at three twenty-five. No post game for us tonight. Special pregame show. We got Blackhawks hockey. Hawks uh, at home tonight, so we will not be doing the post game. I got
4: to talk to him about the scheduling
2: conflicts <laughs> with the Bears. You you, you want to tell the uh, listen first of all, John McDonough better get, you know move him to Saturday or something. You, you, well, hey, if you got a direct line to John McDonough, then, then maybe uh, you know you're more powerful than I am, Ham. But uh, this is one of the. It's a three twenty-five game. We finally get a noon game at home next week, so it's it's been rare. Blackhawks and the Capitals tonight. But let's get back to what you were talking about here, Ham. Rashad Coward is being asked to step in for Kyle Long. Now, this is a twenty-four-year-old former defensive lineman. Okay? He's out of old Dominion. The Bears saw some talent in him. They brought him in, and now they've switched him to offense, and he's an athletic guy. He's a big guy. He can do it. So, okay, but talk you know, to switch from defensive line to be an offensive lineman right now in a season, you're trying to win a Super Bowl? Well, and obviously, this is something that needed to be exploited and experimented
4: with when? Oh, in the preseason. Oh, yeah, that's right. We, we don't do that here anymore. Rashad Coward is a monster. He's 6'6", 320 pounds. He has... A lot of athleticism. He plays with a mean streak. A lot of these things we need. We need to cultivate that and enhance that on our offensive line because we're not hitting anybody. We're catching. We are not striking blows. You know, there's a certain thing about an offensive line. They have the opportunity to use the snap count as a weapon and on the snap of the ball, come off and hit somebody. We're not doing anything. We're catching. Go back and watch the Raider film. That was a nondescript Raider defensive line that whipped us like dogs. So hopefully for two weeks, we have heard it as, you know, the coaches, the media, the the, the offensive running backs. And, and There has to be a sense of urgency in the offensive line for this game today. And we all know, as my mantra, blocking and locking, that is half of the equation. The other part, and OB was ranting as we went to commercial, about the fact that if you were going to prosecute Nagy in a court of law, For you know, being a fraud as a football coach, the things that he is saying in the paper would be exhibit A, B, C, D. I mean, you can't. He's saying how great a runner Trubisky is. Wait a minute, Ob. You how many
1: times have you said? Let me tell you something. It's a passing league. Yeah, it's a passing league. So where's he going to run to? What are we going to do? He ran. He got hurt. It's a passing league. You're going to take Trubisky over Aaron Rodgers. You're going to take Trubisky. Over Deshaun Watson, you're going to take Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes. I could go on and on and on. And again, I'm going to go back to my opening statement. I cannot believe that this coach couldn't wait to get Trubisky into the room so he could show him films of Chase Daniel, our backup (laughs) quarterback, how to throw a football, how to get a team set and come up there and get the energy to go win a game. Folks, in in, a 100 years, you couldn't come up with this. This is unbelievable, and this guy's our head coach. Yeah, but he didn't
2: draft him, and this is the skill set that he's got, right? So this is one thing that Mitchell Trubisky do, can do. He's not Aaron Rodgers. You're, he's, he's just not good enough to do it, so he's trying to use what he has, right? There's, well, there's
1: it, two guys out there that are Aaron Rodgers that they passed up on, okay? Uh, yeah, But
4: that that's water under the bridge now, unfortunately for us, OB, but... Uh, ultimately Fact's fact, right. But but here's here's I guess uh, this is why O B is being incredulous about these statements. Matt Nagy has been the coach of this guy for two years now. And now all of a sudden, October of the second year, he's basically admitting the kid has a hard it. time figuring out how to play the game. That's so right. we're, oh we're gonna show him film uh the backup doing, you know, somewhat okay on occasion. You know, obviously, he wasn't that great against the Raiders. We didn't win; wasn't enough. He and it wasn't his fault. But sooner or later, we've got to be able to expect this kid to at least play mediocre football. And
2: it sounds to me like Nagy's worrying now. Today's Happen O'B and COD show is brought to you in part by the Mueller Auto Group, PPG Paints, Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Illinois. And your Chicago land and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers coming up after the one thirty news. We will check in with the Cosman, Co- Glenn Kozlowski at one thirty. Adam Hoke from Soldier Field at two ten, and Jeff Vukovich is back in our v- WGN huddle. The straight shooter who knows insurance. He's on our side. He'd love to help you. He runs over lizards. He doesn't use them. Nationwide you know. is on Vuk's side and your side. Check v- out. Check out jeffvook.com. Nationwide is on your side. News next, and then the Cosman man, Glenn Kozlowski. Hampton will be till 3 on 720 WGN.
3: Man up
4: about it. Hey, put the ether can down for a second. It's the
0: Chevy Hampton O.B. Show with Coz, and it's brought to you by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at chevydrivechicago.com on 720 WGN Radio.
2: Hampton O.B. and Coz taking you up. To 3 o'clock today. Bears and the Saints kicking off at 325. If you're wondering what's going on in the NFL right now, Minnesota is leading the Lions 21-14. Detroit's going to probably get a field goal here, though, before the half. Uh, And Marvin Jones Jr., one of their wide receivers, just dropped a touchdown pass in the end zone. So this game should have been tied. And by the way, the Detroit Lions got completely, let's see, what's the word? I would say screwed in the game against Green Bay. The officiating just killed them. So that was a huge benefit to the Packers. By the way, Green Bay's playing another game at home today. They got a tough schedule coming up. So don't 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 put it in ink that Green Bay's winning this division.
4: Which only emphasizes the importance of our offense and defense playing great football today. Take care of business. I mean, this is hey, it's hard to win a game in this league anymore. We we gave two of them away. That should be enough.
1: Well, I will tell you what, uh, I don't. The, the Bears have a great chance today. When you take a team, I mean, where are we strong? Obviously, our defense. I mean, we can cover good, we can pass, we can blitz, we play man-man, we play zone, we play everything above average defensively. Okay, we're going into the game today at home. Again, at home, the number one of the top, again, three quarterbacks is out, one of the top three running backs is out, one of the top three tight ends, and they all happen to play for the New Orleans Saints. Guys, the Bears, this coaching staff, these players, you guys got to take advantage of this because what's coming, there's there's, there's uh, some heavy clouds and storms coming our way. The Rams, we got to play at Minnesota. We got to play at Green Bay. We got to play Kansas City. So this is a game that we could take. This is a game that we can win. And I know there are a lot of weapons they have out on offense. That's good for us. Guys, don't give up on this game. Take it right from the get-go. Go go out there and pound the Saints into the ground. Just for one time, go out there and be physical. Not like two weeks ago where the other team was physical. Take that mantra and take it right to the Saints and run it right down their throats. Win the damn game up front. Can you do it? Yes, you can. you got to be mentally prepared today and get it done. If you at first you don't succeed, try
2: try again. Uh, Matthew Stafford back to Marvin Jones for a touchdown, so the Lions and the Vikings are going to be tied up at twenty-one going into the half. Let's bring in the Cosman, Glenn Kozlowski, to his own show. Kazi, welcome to Bears Saints Week. We got Week Seven, and we and the Bears obviously need a win. What's the what's the Glenn Kozlowski keys to the game? Now, hang on a second, there, Kazer. Go I'm ahead. I'm going
3: to Ma- tell you straight up: yes. the Bears are going to win today. The Saints have been, uh, you know, they've been playing and they've gotten away with not having a Hall of Fame quarterback out on the field, and they've gotten away with it a little bit because of who they were playing. They're running up against a great defense that is going to get after them today. They don't have their best running back, as Ed pointed out. They don't have their best tight end. And we have flat out the, the reason, you know, Bridgewater hurt his knee, but truly he was a disaster against the Bears the years that he was up in Minnesota. So, this is a team we can beat. They just got to show up and beat them. And you know, offensively, guys, let's let's talk about it. Uh, you know, whether Mitch comes back tonight or or today or not, he's a quarterback rating of thirty one point three. I don't know that I blame him. I don't know that I blame Daniels. I, I just think that we've got to do things differently. And I don't know what you guys have talked about, but that's how I see it. And honestly, Ed, it was great to hear you say because it's week to week football in the NFL. Pound the ball, cram it right down the Saints' throats. They're not—I mean, they're—they're—they're okay. they're, they're more of a pass-rushing team than they are a the run-stopping team. So here's our opportunity to run the ball and, and give it to them and take care of business. And I, I do believe the Bears will win today. Call me crazy, but I think they will.
1: Glenn, this game—this game—as as again, when you saw a couple weeks ago, that game was won and lost up front. Now it's our turn okay they're really hurting on offense again I can't you when you have this opportunity to take a win to get you a win get like it. this because no there's only 16 games and you got you can't let this slip by there are no excuses and up front our offensive line for once will you guys show up and start pounding people like you're capable of doing defensively you guys gotta pick it up from a couple weeks ago and this is a team that we can take it down. We need this win. And I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be one on fluke plays, I don't believe. This game is going to be one up front. Which offensive line shows up? Which defensive line shows up and gets it done?
3: A couple things with uh, go ahead, go ahead, Kaz. I was going to say this, too. The Bears are going to – I mean, I, I look at this game, I, I, you know, every time I look at everybody, it, everybody says, oh, go with the Saints. I'm telling you, the Bears match up perfectly, and it's exactly what they have done over the last few years. You know, when you when you write them off, this is when they show up and they strike you and you think they're a Super Bowl contender and they're the best team in the league. Right now, everybody's saying the Saints are the best NFC team. Here's a chance for the Bears to prove they're not. And you know what? That's exactly the kind of motivation uh, they need. You know, the, am I concerned about some of the injuries on defense, especially on the line? Of course. But now it's Khalil Mack's turn to step up and really create havoc. And some of these young guys have really picked up Dan up front and have really gotten after, you know, the uh, the uh, quarterbacks on other teams.
4: Well, and we expect not only Eddie Goldman to be very – very active today. But, you know, Nick Williams, uh, Bela Nichols is back, his hand, he's had that issue for almost a month now. And there's a way, you know, you, you ad- adapt, you acclimate to different conditions as a defensive lineman. If you can't use it, then you got to do other types of techniques. But Roy Robertson Harrison, yeah, he's, he's got to be a big factor. But let me just throw a couple of things at you, cause, you know, the two offensive tackles for the Saints are top tier. We need our two mm-hmm. that are being paid like top-tier offensive tackles. Talking about Charles or the second most penalized offensive lineman in football. But more importantly today, Bobby Massey, the right tackle. He will be drawing the best player, I think, on the Saint defense, and that's Cam Jordan, their defensive end, who's been a, a pro bowler the last three years. So, uh, you know, it, as OB has been pounding the table, this is a game our offense and defensive line, has to assert and win the battle at the line. Just like we saw the Raiders. The Raiders were an inferior team, but guess what? If the Lions win, uh, that's the great equalizer. But beyond that, you have a little bit of an insight about one of the dimensions the Saint offense, I think, will use an awful lot today. And I'm talking about the fact that Teddy Bridgewater will be the starting quarterback, but... Up and down the fields, and especially down in the red zone, Sean Payton brings in Taysom Hill, uh, a wildcat type of a quarterback that played at BYU, your alma mater. And Mm -hmm. let me just say this. Everybody thinks he's just a runner. Against Tampa Bay, he threw uh, a pass for an 18-yard completion uh, at the 35 to get him down inside the, uh, the red zone. So what do we have to do? to keep this kid from being a a dominant factor of the uh, Saints offense.
3: Well, I think it starts up front with getting pressure on Bridgewater because he's willing to throw it up for grabs. Thomas is the only guy that they have right now that is truly a viable receiver. You know, it works with your running back, your tight end and Thomas, but now that the two of them are gone, it's going to be very difficult. Now, Uh, What do you got to do with uh, Hill? You got to put a hat on him at all times. Uh, Great athlete. Really, actually, a a really good quarterback, even though I think Sean Payton really likes this guy being a hybrid so he could do multiple things with him. And he knows Drew Brees is coming back, but I think the day Drew Brees retires, unless there's another Mahomes or Watson out there, um, this is the next starting quarterback for the Saints. Now, Why isn't he starting now? Because I think uh, Peyton's smart enough to understand, hey, let's use our best athletes in multiple positions and give them a chance to win. So that's the reason they're 5-1. and They really do play good defense. I mean, let's give their defense a lot of credit. You talked about Jordan. You know, they're going to have to chip, and this is where I get concerned. Can Matt Nagy create a game plan and make adjustments at halftime that will allow this offense to do just enough to beat the Saints, because that's all you have to do. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to beat them by thirty. You just got to do enough to win. And I, I, I don't know that answer, and Ed, uh, Ed and Dan, I, I'm not sure that he can, but I sure hope he can.
2: Couple of numbers on the Saints. First of all, they have not allowed a 100 yard rusher all season long. The Bears are seventh from the bottom, running the football 80 yards per game. So you do have the Rashad Coward coming in for Kyle Long, and I think. You just clearly, you guys are talking about getting manhandled when you're playing four on five, which is really what they were doing. Kyle Long can't play, physically unable to do it. So I think that hopefully will look a whole lot different here when you have an able bodyguard, guard, even though he doesn't have any experience. Maybe that looks a little bit different.
1: But that same defense again, they have not allowed a 100 yard rusher all season long. Mark, what happened again two weeks ago? That game is so. I mean, it was right in front of you. That was so one up front. It was offensive line, defensive line on both sides. That's where that game was won and lost right up front. Now we have a chance because of their injuries we have a chance basically to shut this team down. And I'm telling you defensively, you guys you got you stop taking these breaks get in the game, stay in the game suck it up, give it everything you have, every moment you're out there and win this football game. Start playing hard-nosed tough bear football. And offensively Guys, go after people. Your linemen, just go after the Saints. Knock them all over the place. Show them from the get-go. Don't wait till the second quarter until you make adjustments at halftime. Show up right from the get-go and take care of the game up front. You take care of this game up front. The Saints will beat them. And I like the Bears, and I think the Bears will beat them. But boy, I'll tell you what, they better show up and start knocking some people around because we the ones have been getting knocked around.
2: 312 981 You want to jump on in here? Kaz is going to stick with us till the top of the hour. Adam Hogram from Soldier Field at that point. Uh, let's talk about this uh, Bears passing game and what we can expect coming back. There's one. Person we have not well, there's a lot of people we haven't mentioned, but I want to talk about Taylor Gabriel a little bit with you guys coming back here, who's back from concussion and perhaps a different wide receiver to complement our offensive. Allen Robinson. Well, of
4: all the, uh, the the facets of the Saint defense, the slot receivers have hurt them the most. That is Taylor Gabriel, and hopefully he will be a factor today.
2: Quick timeout. Seven twenty WGN. <laughs>
4: Now, I wish I would have grown up in this era where you, you know, fail miserably and everybody gives you a fist pump.
0: Best Bears coverage. The Chevy and OB Show with cars right now. Sponsored by Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers. At ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN Radio.
1: 720 WGM. What are you saying, OB? I'm just going to say, if... Which I hope they don't. Hope things go good from the get go. Yeah. Because they got to come out. They got to jump start it. They got to get all over them right now. Be aggressive as hell. But if they don't become aggressive in the second half, what I love to see if you're going to pass the ball in the second half and we're behind or whatever, you want to know, throw all caution to win. Throw the ball down the field. Just throw it down the field, Nagy. I, I.
2: Kaz, should OB not be holding his breath on that one?
3: Kazi? Of, course he, of course he should be. <laughs> I mean, you, you still got to protect up front. Here's the thing about it. You know, I, we got beat up front against the Raiders two weeks ago, but all we had to do is play solid special teams, and we win the game. So, in spite of all of those things, the Bears still put themselves in a position to win. We didn't play solid special teams. We rough the punter we you know we give them a, a redo and then they run a fake punt on us which everybody in the world knew a fake punt was coming and we couldn't cover it. so saying all that Ed's right you know you, you, you got to throw the ball down the field but you got to be able to throw the ball down the field you got to protect the quarterback and you, you got to be able to protect protect him especially for the bears by running the football. Play action allows you to get those longer uh, chances down the field. Dan, as you know, I mean, as a if even if they got if they're not real successful, think about it. Both you are D If they keep pounding the ball at you and they're not doing a great job, but they keep doing it, and then they fake it and step back, then you have a little more time to throw it down the field.
1: Glenn, let me say this: what what you know, it's it's like from week to week they drop, and I'm talking about. Trubisky and the offensive coordinator. I don't know right. if it's Nagy or who the hell it is over there anymore. You never I, I don't know. For one week it's this, it's that. For all <laughs> I know, Chase Daniels the offensive coordinator.
3: But he's better, you, by the way, than uh Mitch right now, but let's move on.
1: <laughs> okay.
3: Statistically ahead. I'm saying that's all. But uh,
4: there's no question what you that, say that, that had, Listen, you the running I'm game, sorry. the running game is a great deodorant. it, it not only protects the quarterback. But it enhances his ability to have time to find right. receivers, which is that is that is the sixty-four thousand dollar, you know, puzzle about Trubisky. He can't read. But when he does find out where to throw it and makes a decision, a lot of times he's not accurate enough to make defenses pay for it. And the the you know, being erratic with his his, his accuracy only you know you know, creates more consternation. But back, back to the whole thing. Ob has always been very adamant about stretching the field, get getting the ball down the field, and, and moving the pocket, move right. oh, the that damn, damn pocket. Of course, that would help. But for whatever reason, now with the so-called shoulder situation. When you get out on the edge, there's always going to be some late pressure coming up. I just saw Matthew Stafford get a a, a roughing the passer call when he rolled out to his left and a a, a linebacker, you know, whacked him. Just drilled him. (laughs) But but as far as stretching the field. You know, we need Taylor Gabriel to be able, out of the slot, to stretch, to keep safeties off, to create room for the running game. All these things work hand-in-hand. We have never had a game plan this season. Last year, on a couple of occasions, we all stood back at the end of uh, the first half and said, wow, what a game A game plan. This was great. Not once in the
1: first five games have we said, what the hell are they doing? That's what we're saying. What is this, week seven? Right. Week 7, talking about we're talking about throwing the ball down and stretching the field, moving the pocket, doing this. Glenn, for heaven's sakes, and you listeners out there, shouldn't we have been doing this from day one, the first league game? We still haven't figured out how to use Trubisky. We don't get him out of the pocket. The kid gets smothered. He can't find his second or third receivers. This is all stuff. When that opening game came, that's what we should have done. That's what we should have learned. And that's how we should have become aggressive and be a good offensive team. And we're not because we never did anything.
3: Right. And they still want to make him something he's not. And and that's really the big. Glenn, issue. how about moving had. the kid out of the pocket? No, he, he, I, I, I agree. I, I agree 100%. But they want him to be the second pick in the NFL draft. He's not that guy, but he is pretty good if you move him on the run. If you do things with him where he has some space, and you 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 know, really, what you're saying, Ed, is shrink the field in half. He doesn't. He can't make five reads right now. No, but he, he might can't be able to make three reads, right, or maybe two reads. And when you move him out of the pocket, it cuts the field in half. He could run, throw. And there's two reads, there's a safety, there's a corner. I mean, there's only a few guys he has to read, and then he throws the ball. And what you're saying is right. The problem is, you know, you you get caught up in the NFL systems, and uh, Matt Nagy comes from Andy Reid's system, and it's a lot like BYU where you do a lot of picks and all these other things and crossing routes. And that's where Dan's coming in. You know, with the slot receiver, if he could get into those – 12- 12 to 18 yard uh, in routes and hit them there. It opens everything up. I mean, everything opens up once you can start hitting it in there. Because now those safeties have to cheat up and try to take that away. Linebackers aren't willing to come up and uh, you know contest the run anymore because they're hitting them in those you know 12 to 18 yard uh, windows and and that's where a, a slot receiver really helps this offense that Matt Nagy is running open up everything else but you're right Ed if you've got a quarterback that is really not able to read make five reads then you've got to shrink the field in half and you got to move him because that is really what he does well he's good on the run he actually throw, throws better on the run most of the time let's be honest and he's a better runner when he's on the run and moving and creating some things so you know, take his athletic ability. He still he still is just what a, a senior in at college now. God,
2: say as, goodbye. Love you. As, Appreciate love
3: you. See you guys. See, Bye. See you.
2: <laughs> Quick time out. Adam Adam from Soldier Field next seven twenty WGN. <laughs>
0: This is the Hampton OB Show with Cause, Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer. And ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN.
2: Hampton OB with Cause on 720 WGN. Thanks to our friends at Bartolini's Restaurant Catering and Banquets. Family owned and operated the best Italian cuisine in Chicagoland. You can call them at 708 396 Twenty-three They're located at 144th and Pulaski in Mid-Lothian. Out to Soldier Field we go. Adam Hogue, the best Bears reporter in the damn land, is with us on 720 WGN. I loved... OB. Hey, buddy. How you doing over there? You alright? Uh, did you guys hear me? Yes. I, I Well, I heard something. I, I know you had a... You're... Oh, okay. Well, you didn't hear all <laughs> it, what
1: I said, so that's good.
2: That's good. No, <laughs> we didn't hear exactly. Uh, Adam, it's official. Mitchell Trubisky's going to start today, Correct.
5: Uh, That is correct. He is active, he's ready to go, and uh, we're just going to have to see, uh, A, how that non-throwing shoulder affects him, if at all, but also, probably more importantly, just what he looks like, considering uh, he wasn't playing all that well before he got hurt, and it's been a few weeks since we've seen him.
2: So I spent uh, my week reading everything I could possibly read about the Bears, and there was nothing that I read that was better than Adam Hogue's 10 Bear Things at WGNRadio.com. So if you got a little time while you're listening to the show, getting ready for the game today, go over there and check it out. Your depth piece, number two, on J.P. Holtz, our seventh tight end, was one of the more fascinating reads uh, that – how the Bears just, I guess, were eyeing him in Washington and picked him up out of nowhere. And, and now this seems like a key guy going forward that maybe people aren't talking about, Adam hey,
1: Hoag. Hey, Adam, just one second before you start. I just want to throw something in there. I think the key thing the Bears should do is shoot. we got seven tight ends now. Let's shoot for double digits. Let's get ten in here. <laughs> Let's get ten tight ends in here. How many yeah. of the tight ends can you name,
2: Obie, not to put you on the spot? Cause None. None. <laughs> Camp, how many can you name? Seriously, I can name all seven.
4: Can you but really? Eight, but I don't want all seven. I don't what? want any of the seven. I can name all seven. Oh, Trey Burton. That's uh, one. Colts. Uh, that's two. Brunocker.
2: Uh, that's three. Uh, 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 Bradley Soule. That's four. Uh, let's see. Uh, Another one's easy. It was a second round pick. Never mind. Uh, You're not. Don't be giving him help. Shaheen. That's five. Uh, now the next that's two, but two. That's
4: too many. That's the point.
1: Oh, well, <laughs> you got two more to go.
2: Dax Raymond, you're not naming, and I and I don't think you're naming right, Jes- you me
5: Jesper Horstead.
2: Am I right that that's the seventh tight end, Adam?
5: Yeah, how could you forget the pride of Princeton? The Tigers, the Ivy League. Come on, guys. Um, look, even I had to look at my sheet there to make sure you guys were getting all of those correct. Uh, okay, let's get back to J.P. Holt, and the, really the reason why I wrote about him is not because he's one of the seven tight ends the Bears have, but because everyone's talked about how they ignored the tight end position in the offseason, and certainly that's essentially true. But another position they ignored was fullback. Remember, last year they had a fullback in Michael Burton, and this year they basically went into the season without a fullback and said, hey, we're going to use these tight ends. We're going to line them up sometimes as a fullback and hope they can get the job done. And I think that they realized very early on in the preseason and even week one against the Packers that they – sort of had a problem here with their running game, and that's what I'm getting at. I spent the bye week trying to figure out how they get the, bo- the running game going, which is why I ended up writing about J.P. Holtz, who, even though he's listed as one of these seven tight ends the Bears have, he's really the fullback, and they brought him in from Washington. They claimed him off of waivers because even though he hadn't played a game in four seasons until week one of the season with the Washington Redskins, he was really a fullback for them. He was a fullback for the Browns when he was on the Browns practice squad. So they said, hey, look, here's maybe a guy who's going to help us. And the only thing I was trying to do is highlight, look, maybe a more usage of the fullback, maybe lining up in some heavier formations, some more old-school type of football in the running game could help them get something going. And I'm interested to see what it looks like today against the Saints.
4: Hample, can that work? Well, it has to uh, help. And, again, the, the overarching problem with the running game is we're not controlling the line of scrimmage. So a fullback is another hat that's able to, you can put it on a a linebacker or safety, help on double teams, do different things. But essentially you you try to get the running game going. And if you have to, here's the other part about it. You know, it it, this offense looks lethargic when we run the ball out of the shotgun. But when you have a fullback, then obviously you are in a conventional offensive set with the quarterback under center, which allows everyone to basically say, okay, here we come. But if you get that running game going with a fullback, then the exponential abilities of a play action uh, part of the offense becomes a reality. So I'm all for it. And you know what? What they were doing didn't work, and I don't know if it will work. Try something new. Try something
1: different. Yeah, get the quarterback out of the pocket. And, Obie, you're asking who's going to run the ball. Yeah, my question to you guys, who are you going to get the ball? Who's going to run the ball? Well, Nagy thinks, the coaching staff thinks that Tariq Cohn, we set up, we start out in the ace backfield, 170-pound wizard. He's averaging 2.2 yards per carry, O.B., come on. Well, let me tell you something. (laughs) Obviously, he's in a wrong position. He should be as a wide out or in the flakers, basically a slot back. That guy should be in motion every play, stronger weak side. The guy's a threat passing. Why the hell we don't use him like that? I have no idea. Adam, what do you think the keys are today?
5: Let's get back to the line of scrimmage where Hampt was just talking about. That's where they lost the game against the Raiders. We talked about it when I was in London a couple weeks ago, Um, and that's a that's a big key. And you know, they made two big key changes uh, in in the in the roster since then on the line of scrimmage. Kyle Long's out, which he should have been. He was clearly struggling, so. I'm hoping to see. I think we're going to see Rashad Coward. Uh, it's not been confirmed. Ted Larson is active today, guys. That's some preseason. That's some pregame news. Um, so maybe they go with the veteran. I would go with the younger guy and try to look for a longer-term solution. But either way, I think that's an upgrade there on the, on the offensive line. And then on the defensive line, Look, Akeem Hicks, losing him, that's a big deal. I think they're just hoping that by the time he's able to return later in the season, he's healthier than he even was earlier when he was playing through a knee issue. But that's another key in this game. I mean, the defense needs to get back to looking like the defense that they were before London when they clearly had some struggles and just weren't as sharp. I think they can still do that without Akeem Hicks, but they do have to have some younger guys step up there in his place.
2: A lot of conversation this week about Leonard Floyd, who looked phenomenal in week one, but we haven't seen much of him since. Uh, what? what you, and it was interesting that people are saying that Leonard apparently is getting in his head and perhaps losing some confidence. What do, what do you think about that narrative, Adam?
5: Well, I actually thought he looked good the first three weeks. Now, the numbers weren't really there like they were in week one. He seems to only put up big numbers against the Packers, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but the guy's got to be more consistent. He's had two quieter games, Uh, the last two games were not very good for Leonard Floyd, and that's the thing, I mean he doesn't need to be Khalil Mack, but he needs to be a consistent number two rusher for this team, he needs to compliment Khalil Mack When the Raiders are sending three guys at number 52 and they're chipping them and then they're running the fullback at them and they're doing all these different things that the Raiders did so well a couple weeks ago. Well, when that's going on, the guy on the other side needs to get the job done when he's in one-on-one matchups. And so I think that's where this criticism has come from. He's in his fourth year. When there's games like that, he needs to step up. And he didn't do it in London so there needs to be more consistency here the rest of the way, and that starts this afternoon against the Saints.
4: And big picture, you know, I, I'm of the belief that this this game could very well decide home field advantage at some point during the course of the playoffs because, as you know, you know the, the Saints are going to get Drew Brees back at some point, and uh, Alvin Kamara, who will, will not play today, is maybe the best all-around running back in football, so we need to, to capitalize right now on this moment in this moment in time, and to do that, obviously bring in our you know young quarterback back. There's a lot of a lot of uh, negative projections because of the fact that his track record is anytime he has not been in a rhythm, i.e. the I think he's twelve and seven when he plays a game every seven days over the last two years. Now. When he has a layoff and they don't play for a week, that game when he comes back, whether it's a following Thursday night or a Monday night or whatever, I think he's, what, uh, 2-7 and or something. So, do you think that Trubisky has a day that we all start putting some questions back in our back pocket? Or do you think Trubisky will be able to rise to the occasion and be a very good player for the Bears today?
5: Well, I think that it will hinge a lot on what we've already been talking about here with the running and Can they get that going? Because that will make a big difference there for number 10. Uh, and I do think it's worth pointing out when he missed time last year and he came back against the Rams, the Bears managed to win that game and it was a big game at night, but he didn't play that well. And, and so I do think there are concerns there this week about what he's going to look like coming off the layoff and – and I think they're fair questions. What's going to happen? I honestly don't know. I just he's been, he's been so up and down and so inconsistent um, that, that I, I really don't know what's going to happen. But I also want to say, Hamp, I think it was a great point that you brought up there at the beginning of the question about how important this game is. Because if you look at the landscape of the NFC right now, it is much tougher than the AFC And the easiest road for the Bears to make the playoffs is to win the division. That's how you you can get in. And then you don't have to worry about tiebreakers and things like that. But if it does come down to tiebreakers, if it does come down to the wild card, you can't lose this game. It's an NFC game against the Saints, and it's one where they don't have their starting quarterback, their starting running back, their starting tight end, and their number three wide receiver. You have to take advantage. This is a home game. You can't lose your second home game of the year, too. That would be another problem. So, to me, this is a must-win game, as must-win as it gets in the middle of October for the Bears this afternoon.
4: Okay, so we all know that uh, uh, Allen Robinson has, has been emerging as a bona fide star. Now, he will draw Marshawn Lattimore as his cover man yep. all day. And Lattimore is one of the best will that be something that Trubisky automatically says, okay, I know that guy's not going to be an option. Now he skips the second or third read. Will that help him accelerate his progression?
5: It could. I mean, I know what what Matt Nagy would say. It's just take whatever the defense is giving you. The problem is it seems like number 10 had a problem finding out what the defense is giving them in that split-second moment where you have to make your decision and unleash the football. So, um, that's a great point you bring up. Lattimore versus Robinson is going to be fun to watch, but that's why another key player in this game to me, guys, is Anthony Miller, because Anthony Miller needs is another former second-round pick that needs to be more consistent for this football team. And I'll tell you what, I found it very interesting that it was revealed this week that he'd been playing with a harness on his shoulder and took that off in the middle of the game against the Raiders. a bad third-down drop at the start of the second half. He cut that harness off he ended up making that big play later in the game where it went up and over the defender. Now, he also had some dumb penalties and things like that that he needs to clean up. But with if Robinson's getting held down by Lattimore today, other guys need to step up. Taylor Gabriel's back, let's mention that. But Anthony Miller, to me, is the guy that can really turn into a better, you know, a consistent, good player for this team that needs to start here today because I think he's going to have opportunities to catch some football.
1: Obi, last thing for Adam. Yeah, just, you know, real quickly here. We've been talking about this is a pivotal game. What is this, like the seventh week? And I'll tell you, what's coming down the road is going to be, it's going to be some rough water. I'll tell you something. We're talking about Trubisky showing up. This guy's showing up. That guy's showing up. All of them better show up today right from the get-go. All you guys on offense, whatever your job is, take care of business today. One guy is not going to pull it for you. you got 11 going on offense and 11 on defense and never giving up. you got to do it. This is a very, very strong and pivotal game. We blow this game today. Watch out. Adam, will reach you after the game,
2: WGNRadio.com. Follow you on Twitter during the game, at Adam Hogue. We'll talk to you next week, Hoguey.
5: All right, guys. Enjoy
2: the game. Adam Hogue out at Soldier Field. Middle schoolers want to change the name of a West Side park. The alderman said he was on board, so why hasn't anything happened in two and a half years? Monday on WGN-TV News at 9. Come on back. There's a stat about Trubisky coming back from games where he was off for a while.
1: You know, we Yes. I just watched the an Lions yeah. and the Vikings. Yeah, They just threw. Down the field. A 62-yard pass.
2: That happens in the NFL. Hello! Quick, 720 WGN. Let them go. Let them play football.
0: It's the Chevy Hampton O B Show with Coz. And it's brought to you by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers. At ChevyDriveChicago.com. On 720 WGN Radio.
2: 720 WGN special Hamp and OB pregame show, and we'd like to thank all our sponsors, the Muller Auto Group, PPG Paints, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, and your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers and Bartolini's for feeding us as well. The stat that I was talking about last year, Trubisky misses two games with the right shoulder. This year, it's two games with the left shoulder coming back today, throwing the bye week. Now they were playing the Rams last year. That's Aaron Donald. You're talking about uh, Indomik and Sue. A better defense than what the Bears will face today. But he was 16 of 30, awful. 110 yards, awful. Three interceptions, awful. Bears did win that game though. They absolutely mauled the Rams physically. 15-6. Akeem Hicks was huge in that game. They won't have him today. So whatever that's worth, when he was coming back off the rust, which you mentioned earlier, Hamp, he was not good. So hopefully he'll be better today, but that's the history.
4: And and again, it's it can't be all about number ten. It's You're gotta right. be about the other ten. And if that happens and we are able to generate some runs some running game, some, you know, control passing, and, and you know, it, it 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 almost gets, you know, beyond redundant to say, "Oh, take what the defense gives you." You know, that's easy to say. But you have to create opportunities. The defense isn't just going to say, "Okay, we're not going to cover the underneath uh, stuff." You know, you got to make them scared of the backside and and keep the safeties off. Make sure the corners are, you know, not Pressing you at the line of scrimmage. But see, the book on Trubisky is the kid can't make the second read by time. Get up there, jam the receivers, whether it's a t- end. Well, yeah, well, that's the whole thing. If your first read is is jammed at the line of scrimmage and he looks over there, then he panics. That's when the happy feet start. And we all know that part of the reason why he hasn't been very successful after the, the layoffs is it, 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 at some point he has, you know, horrible fundamentals, and he's not a natural thrower. He's got a locked front leg, which creates problems with accuracy. So the rest of the the guys, the other ten, have got to help number ten. If they do, we got a chance.
1: Well, I like to see the offense again, and I'm constant. I've been ripping on this. <clears throat> starting last year with Trubisky, and this year again, move that damn pocket, which they don't do. Give the defense some headaches. All you do is keep him in that pocket. The kid is herky-jerky back there. He can't find a second or third receiver. He goes to the first guy. If he can't find him, he looks to his little outlet pass. And then if that doesn't happen, then don't run. That's not how you play football in the National Football League, folks. Hey, uh, we're going to
2: play some sound Come up after 2.30 about Trubisky and this other guy that they didn't draft, Deshaun Watson. I just got to play it. It's, it was unbelievable. This 5.5 million people viewed something Watson said and can compare it to Trubisky. Are you hey, being negative? No. Insurance companies <laughs> use lizards, ostriches to make us laugh. What happened to having an honest, smart human being guide you? Check out... JeffVook.com dot, dot com decades of experience nationwide is on your side. The Vook is actually in the building. Look at him. The
4: VUC! Oh, yeah, and he's got a, a lizard in his pocket. <laughs> he's,
2: he's carrying the lizard around. News next, 720 WGN. Doctors,
4: if you don't raise the bar, nobody's going to try to give you anything extra. you got to demand it. Back
0: to the Chevy Hampton OV Show with Cars, Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Right now on
2: WGN Radio. Happy yeah, don't be taking you up till 3 o'clock today, Blackhawks hockey tonight, so we will not have a post-game show for you. Hopefully, we'll be celebrating a Bears win, but we will be doing it in the comfort of our own home. All right, so Mitchell Trubisky coming back to play today. In his press conference this week, I thought it was worth playing a question he was asked about the challenges of coming back from an injury, the physical part of it, and also the mental part of it. Hang on one second there. You, let me try that one more time. Here we go. With that mindset and come out here and practice with the guys and and fly around and just go out there and do my job. So it, it is a big part of the mental game and you just got to prepare mentally to go out there and do your job and be in the right mindset to, uh, to make place for your team. So he says mental. Can we do it one more time? Let me just do it one more time. One it's definitely time. frustrating, but you just go back to how I prepared mentally to go into that Washington game and try to get right back on with that mindset and come out here and practice with the guys and, and fly around and just go out there and do my job. So it, it is a big part of the mental game, and you just got to prepare mentally to go out there and do your job and be in the right mindset to, uh, to make plays for your team. jerky men- mental mindset 17 times in, in 18 seconds. How's that possible? I'm like, listen to the guy, talk him. Because you have to be smart to be a quarterback, right? That's part of it? Uh, it comes in handy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So, And then there's this guy we've talked about it a million times, but it was just it was underlined <clears throat> so well, the difference between the two. Here was a reporter talking to Deshaun Watson and trying to figure out the Texans' offense. The coverage they are playing, is there anything you guys can do as an offense to manufacture more opportunities for you to try, to try them downfield, or was that kind of the only two or three opportunities
1: you had in the game? I mean, you know what covers they're playing? Well, you, you said I'm, earlier. I'm,
5: I'm, I'm just asking, I'm not.
1: No, 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 I, I, not, I want, it's, I want it's, to. It's cover, it's cover four. So what the, the safeties are doing, they're playing deep and they're guarding number two. Corners sink and they trap two. And so what they're doing is keeping everything in front. The linebackers are playing anything across. Kiki is playing in the middle. He stops everything that crosses the middle. He jumps everything in that. And the safeties is charging on number two. So if the safeties are playing low, then we can't take that. We have to hit double moves. Mm-hmm. We did the post because Reed stepped up on two with an out over the top. I didn't hit it. Same thing with hop, in route, safety jumped up. He went vertical, I didn't hit it. That was the only two. After that, they played back, mm-hmm. cover two, six, buzz, which is safety. Reed comes in between. Keekley the outside linebacker, plays deep. I got to get rid of the ball. That says it all. I mean, he's, that, says it, that says it all.
2: He's able to recall individual plays from a game and tell you exactly what happened <clears throat> on different <throat> plays, what they were in. He didn't do it with any attitude either. He's just like, did you know? And, and he just explained. Yeah. You would never hear that. Okay, ne- you- yeah, yeah. But guys, again,
4: he's not here. I don't want to waste a whole lot of time on him, but I think your illustration is apropos. That Mitchell Trubisky, on his development curve, is way down here at the bottom. He's not up there at the top. And guess what? The better and more developed he gets, the more he understands these nuances that obviously Deshaun Watson now has a grasp of. Then he'll, he'll become a better player. But OB, here's the thing. You know, he talks about, oh yeah, my mental stuff and I throw my, you know, I fly around and, and I, it's gobbledygook. And you know what? At some point, you gotta say, we'll never see cover four. You know why? They're protecting deep. We don't throw deep. We, he's (laughs) incapable. So all these little, you know, basic defenses, you would think that he would be sick of seeing and he'll always see them until he makes them play something else. That to me, is the part about this that's almost heartbreaking?
1: Okay, here's a, the, the the top the, for the the top three young quarterbacks. Okay, well, excuse me, top two, and then there's our guy, Mitch Trubisky. This is season three. Okay, up to now he's had thirty starts, passed for six thousand and four yards, thirty four touchdowns, twenty one interceptions. Deshaun Watson's has twenty seven starts, three less, passed for seven thousand. 228 yards, 56 touchdowns, and 18 picks. The MVP of this past season, Patrick Mahomes, same year, 22 starts, 7,212 yards passing, 61 touchdowns, and 13 picks. That's Uh, all you need to know, uh, folks.
2: What what Ham just
1: said, though, is, is... Super what, interesting. For th- what makes you think Trubisky knows what the
2: hell coverage four is? I, well, I, I think it's interesting because I think most people who are listening right now, they don't know what cover four is. But what you just illustrated their hamp is that cover four uh, is for exactly. somebody that can actually throw the ball down the field, which right. is super interesting.
4: They're trying to take away all the deep routes. And against Carolina, they were down. They lost that game. And so he was trying to get back in it. So they're playing a defense, almost like a prevent. So the nuances of each defense has certain characteristics where there's going to be vulnerable spots. Hard word for me. But the bottom line is, this kid doesn't even understand the difference between some of the coverages, and you got to be able to walk to the line of scrimmage, first off, point out the middle linebacker, get the the protection set, all the while understanding this is what the pre-snap read looks like, this means cover two, cover one, whatever it may be. He hasn't even gotten that far where he's comfortable identifying what the defenses are. That's he might, a big problem.
1: Danny, he might have been a little more comfortable. Everybody might have been a little more comfortable if they were to take advantage of the four exhibition games. It's the reason why you play them to get ready for the season. Amen. Again, we are a guy. He said every one of our players, they never got on the field and they watched. That's not how you learn. That's not how you play. The good Lord doesn't come down here and touch 11 guys on offense 11 guys on defense and say, bang, you're ready to go, young folks. You just go out there and get them and handle business. It doesn't work that way.
2: Well, you also, before we got on the air today, Obi, you were making the point about Trubisky at Carolina. It's more than just the exhibition games. He played 13 games in college. <clears throat> Deshaun Watson's a four-year
1: starter. Patrick, these guys played a One lot. of national well, hope, championship. Let, well, I'm, let me just tell you. I asked... Deshaun Williams. I asked Mark, Mark sitting there Williams. just before the show. I said, Mark, you know what Deshaun Williams is? He says, no. Well, Trubisky played two years behind him. He was the starting quarterback at North Carolina. He graduates, and Trubisky plays one year.
4: One! Yeah, and that's the reason we have uh, Shaheen, a tight end that played Division three, because, oh, we think he could project to do this. And that's what they were expecting when they took uh, Trubisky when they did in the draft. Hang all that on on Ryan Pace, but strip it all away. Now we're back here today in a very very pivotal game, a, a, a very meaningful game. Giant. I think it's the game of the year. You lose this, you become one of the uh, the bottom feeders, and then you got to answer questions until the cows come home. You win this game, you're not only back in it; the rest of the league understands. Hey. It may have to, you know, the playoffs may have to go through Chicago in January. And so it changes everything. Now, Trubisky, this is to me, if I was him, this would be the opportunity of a lifetime. You know, all the naysayers, all the people that counting doubt and, and, and disparaging him. But here's the one thing. When I played the game, and I think you probably would attest to this, OB, when I got in the game, I wanted to know who the good guys were. Okay, in my position. It was Leroy Selman, Jack Youngblood. These were the great players. I wanted to be like them. I measured myself. I watched them and then I watched myself on film. Am I as good? Can I play that well? Can I play better? This week, the quarterback coach, Dave Ragone, came out with some kind of ridiculous nonsense where he said, no, no, it's not important for Trubisky to compare himself to Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. No, that's the last thing we want to do. He has to do, be him, be you, do what he does. But See, folks, this is why we have such an issue with this kid. No, if we're going to go to the Super Bowl, not once, but... Being the 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 ability, you know, and and the race every year, we gotta have him be a great player. He has to be a great player. He has to be a Deshaun Wall. He has to be a Mahomes. But they're not even expecting him. To compare himself and allowing him to do whatever he does, which is not very good at any time. So this, again, you know, Matt Nagy, I don't understand this BU nonsense. And I remember all the coaches that I ever played for, it was not BU, it was be a team. Come together, subjugate yourself. Don't try to be individual. Don't try to be, you know, a standout. Come to and conform together as a team. So all of this, all this psychobabble, again, I think it's doing this kid some irre- irreversible harm. Because here it is in his third year, and he's going the wrong way.
1: Dan, he's still he still got him on a leash. Are you kidding me? He's not let this kid do anything. This guy is not a head coach in the National Football League. I, I, I uh,
4: all that being said, we want him to win. Yeah, he wins, we, we and then want he can shut us this up. This
1: is a pivotal game. Oh, not yeah. shut up. Listen, these aren't my words, my friend. These are Nagy's words. Okay, these are his words, not
2: mine. When we come back here for our final segment, I want to talk about Kyle Long with you guys. Here is a guy who's facing perhaps the end of his career and certainly the Bears are not going to be having Kyle Long come back here. But I'm curious, I want to hear when you guys sort of knew it was over and if you're seeing the same thing with Kyle Long, because everybody's got to face it at some point, right? I mean, you can't play the game. Yeah, a...
4: and you know what? Hey, w-
1: Well, he yeah, hasn't been around about, that long.
4: Yeah, he's he's only played eight games each of the last three seasons this year, barely five. So, you know, there's a point where it's just time to move on. But, you know, the one thing I want to say is our coach went to England and he, he coached like Benny Hill last week. Let's hope that he figures out he's coach of the year from last year. Do something right this
2: week. There's the Benny Hill reference you've been waiting for all show long. Benny Hill, right here, 720 WGN. You got it. We're wrapping it up here. What are you pointing at, Hampo? Oh, it's Benny Hill?
4: Okay. Hey. Do we have the greatest producer of all time? You gotta love Rick
2: Yeah,
4: I mean, I came out of Left Field with the Benny Hill reference, and he's got. But that's what it was! We, hey, and hey, hey, yeah, we can throw it on the coach, but remember, it was our defense. Yeah, we had a rough-in-the-punter call, but our defense gave up a 97-yard touchdown pass at the end of the game in the fourth quarter that broke her back and beat us.
1: Where was Come Khalil on. Mack on that?
4: Yeah, he was on the sidelines, sucking air, and it was 56 degrees. Oh,
2: big yeah, day really hot. Big day for Khalil Mack now with uh,
1: Noah Keem Hicks. A lot lot, lot on his shoulders today. Well, I'll I tell you what. You know, again, Dan called it, I've called it, this is a key game. And just as it looks now, this is the key game. Seventh week, and at home, again, I know I've said it before, but I'll tell you what, Bear players, coaches, whatever, the fans are behind you, they love you, my God, go out there and just play Chicago Bear football and take the game up front and whip them and put a hurt on them and get it done. It's enough with the talking, enough about Mitch Trubisky. I don't want to hear that guy's name anymore yet today, okay? Just get the hell out there and play football like you're supposed to. Play the damn game. Knock somebody down. Well, we just saw Trubisky on the screen. His his
2: harness on the left shoulder is visible. You can see it. So that's not going to be easy for him.
1: I wouldn't think. For a guy who has trouble with accuracy... Do well, not... then he should not be out there. If, in fact, what you just said is the true, it's not going to be easy for him, so that means he's hampered a little bit, okay? No, you don't play him. You play Chase Daniel. You do not put that kid in that position.
2: Well, physically, obviously, they feel he's good enough to go, but if you're a defensive guy, right, you're going to try to target that of shoulder? Of
4: course. I mean, come on. It's, it's, it's... Why would you want to play... Against but here's the other part. They may say, Keep him in the game, don't hit him, you know <laughs> you know hold, you know, hold him until the uh, the whistle is blown. Don't throw him on the ground. We don't wanna we don't want him out of the game.
1: I'll tell you one thing, think they about wanna it. they wanna keep him in the pocket. And I tell but, you what, they're keep him in the pocket and I think what they're gonna do is blitz the hell out of Trubisky because they know because he's gotta be hampered by his movement, whether it's strong or weak side, whatever he's gotta do. And I think he'll it, I'm assuming he'll be hampered, okay? And I think that Saints know that, and I think they're going to go wide on the ends or the linebackers rushing, and I think they're going to blitz up the middle, my opinion.
4: Okay, here's some good news, and we, we're we always looking for the silver lining in the cloud. Last, You know, a couple of, like, just mandates about uh, having a successful season. Win the first game. I mean, that's what we always talk about. Win the opener. Well, we didn't last year and we didn't this year. Now last year we lost the game before the bye. It was down in Miami. Remember it was hot. Everybody's on the sidelines throwing up because they weren't in shape. Well, we didn't win the this year, the game before the bye. So in a way, these are two very big obstacles that last year they were able to overcome. Now let's see if we're able to do the same thing. We were 3 and 2 at the bye last year and we went on a run went 12 and 4. Today as important as a game as we've seen in a long time. We can't say it was more important than the playoff game or the opener against Green Bay, but where you are right now,
1: moment in time, this is as big as this year will have. Hey, the Fighting line, I yesterday beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin was, what, 6-0, and rated 6th in the nation or something like that. Yeah, that's, it's right. a- that's Illinois homecoming, right. and they finally won a game at home, and uh, kudos to the Fighting Illini, and guess what? Let's make it a double dip, Bears. Take care of the Saints today. Knock the hell out of them. Bring come home with a win. That was a stunner. Go
2: I L L. All of a sudden, beating Wisconsin home. Let me just ask you about the Kyle Long thing. He th- this is a guy who came out of nowhere. First, he was a junior college player. Gets himself to Oregon. Gets himself in the first round. Gets well, himself yeah. to the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Right. I mean, and then he and he was the leader in that locker room when the Bears were absolute garbage. Seventy seven games though, played in his career. Thirty-five. He's missed, and the rest of this season. Add that onto it.
4: Yeah, he, he'll be done. And and you know what? Hey, you you cannot be a better team losing the best players. And at one time, he was one of the best players, if not the best, on the team. But that's a long mm. time ago. He can't. He can't get in a base. You you know, he's he's trying to block with his legs locked and you can't and he's just getting, you know, embarrassed. So, there there was a reason why he was put on IR. He's incapable of playing the way he used
2: to. Well, how hard was it for you to look in the mirror and be like I can't be 99 anymore? That's
4: when you retire. You know, and I, and I hey, I was hooked. I'll never forget the moment we're playing the Raiders my last year, I got hooked. I'd played 12 years. i never got hooked. Never, ever. That was a cardinal sin. Uh, Wisniewski, the big left guard, he hooked me. I remember I went to the sideline. Mongo looked at me and goes, what's the matter? I said, I'm done. He goes, what do you mean? I said, I just got hooked. First time in my life. I knew it was over. Kyle Long's got to know it's over. If you watch his film, you, you, you know, again, it wasn't good.
1: Well, what I, I don't know, Danny, uh, if I totally agree with you on that. Because in today's football... Uh, You know, we have 31 other teams out there, and this kid did play quality football at one time over the last three years. He's basically been hurt, hurt. There might be somebody that might take a run at him. And why would would Kyle Long want to do that? Money. It's all about money. And if somebody wants to take him and bring him on his team next year for the year 2020— and sign him to some kind of a contract where something's guaranteed or whatever, I'll guarantee you he'll jump at it. His agent, they'll jump at it. He might say, now he's done. He's through the walk away. I don't buy it. I think somebody will pick him up here either this season or in the off season. but I don't think it's done, and the main reason why – too much money out there, Dan. Obie, when did you know for yourself that you couldn't do it anymore?
2: Or do you still think you could go out there and do it right now?
1: Well, I'll tell you. actually. Well, sometimes I think I could. But anyways, I'd give one blow. I'll guarantee you that. Uh, I, w- when I played after, after you know, it was in the 11th year, and, uh, you know, both my shoulders were gone, and, and my back and my right knee, <clears throat> you know, and it was, it was time that uh, all the things like Dan talked about, all the things that you could do with ease, and and it was fun playing, and you could get it done and, and feel good about yourself, and it just comes. Because when your legs can't move, and your back doesn't let you go down, and you have shoulders, you can't take blows, it gets a little tough. So I'm pretty sure that's what Dan probably had a few hours, too, that can tr- attribute it to walking away. Your your body will tell you when to go. Yeah.
2: There's only, what, 13 knee surgeries? Fifteen. Yep, Fifteen. Fifteen.
4: Yep. But, okay.
2: Back to today. we got one minute, Hample. What's the prediction?
4: Okay. Bears win today, folks, and I'll tell you what. They were embarrassed in in London, and they know it because they didn't control the line of scrimmage. To do that, you can't let the opposition, on first down, last game against the Raiders, on first down, the Raiders ran 32 plays for 170 yards. You can't win like that. They have got to control the line of scrimmage, and that means control first down. Number two? Positive reads, positive plays on offense. No, no, you know, uh, plays where we make mistakes, penalties, things like that. But the last thing is, on special teams, the good plays will come. We just can't do stupid stuff like run
1: into the kicker. Bears win. It'll be a great one. Defense, play the way you're playing. Don't let up. Offense, get that kid out of the pocket, use the entire field, stronger weak side, go downfield, make things happen, be positive. Thanks for listening. Bears
2: seventeen Saints thirteen. We'll see you next week, seven twenty WGN.